Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. smoke break live on the buffalo fanatics youtube channel as you can see another monday night another location last week i was getting ready to head off to texas look forward to telling you about my trip down there visited jerry world got to step into perhaps what we could be looking forward to in buffalo in a couple years as far as stadiums are concerned tonight my studio is getting maintenance work done there's screwdrivers hammers the whole nine going on over there so tonight i'm at the homestead and i'll have a special guest joining me in a little bit we're gonna have some fun tonight but before we do uh this show you know i view this show i view all i view sports i view entertainment obviously as the escape from the day-to-day the escape from reality the thing we all look to as you know, I don't know. Sports to me has always been that escape. I guess that's the best way to put it. I always like to treat that, uh, this show as, as that. And I've had plenty of people reach out before talking about how Buffalo Fanatics, our content, it's helped them get through some tough times. They look forward to it every week. And that means the world to me. And that, you know, it also means a lot to me that I'm able to come on here and, and you know, share the, the ability to be a Bills fan with you guys. And I've expressed that a million times. I can't start the show tonight without talking about the, the tragedy isn't even the word to use uh, that happened this this past weekend in Buffalo. And I won't spend much time on this because, frankly, I, I one, I, it, I'm shaking just thinking about it. It makes me sick. Uh, and two, uh, people who carry out acts like this want you to give it attention. And I, I, I just won't. I won't do more than needed. But what I do want to say is uh, what happened this past weekend is beyond evil. There's no word to summarize what happened in Buffalo this past weekend. The grocery store in which the incident occurred at is less than a mile down the road from two of my dearest friends in the whole world. There's so many people in Buffalo that I care about. Obviously, the team we all love is in Buffalo. The city in general, we all love Buffalo. And Buffalo is forever scarred from what happened this past weekend. And those occurrences, these occurrences happen far too frequently in this country, far too frequently. And every time you see something like that happen, it makes you sick to your stomach, but it's a special type of sickness when it happens essentially in your own backyard. When you know that your buddies live a mile down the road, when you know that the community that you've spent 
weeks and upon weeks of your life in just knowing that I've driven by that area as many times as I have, it's the whole thing has me just sick. And like I said, when you hear about these circumstances, it makes you sick to begin with. But when you find out that it happened in your own neck of the woods, it makes you twice as sick. But what I will say is Buffalo is one of the strongest cities in the country. And there's a reason why the Bills fan base is as great as it is. And it's because it's made up of the Buffalo people. And Buffalo people are, they're they're some of the best people you'll find. Salt of the earth individuals. And that's what makes the fan base so great. The city so great. This act will not be the definition of what Buffalo is in the public eye. And it will not be defined by the the inexplainable acts that happened this past weekend. The Buffalo people are already banding together in only a way that I think people from Buffalo could do. And from the celebrities we all know and love on the team all the way down to the, the, to the person who lives next door to you. Everyone's banding together the way that you would expect people from Buffalo to do. And um, I just want to say for everybody affected, whether you're close to the situation or just happen to live in Buffalo and everybody in between, um, uh, my, my thoughts go out to you, and I've, I've been thinking a lot about this. And I know in these circumstances, all you can ever really say when you go to Twitter or Facebook or talk to somebody is you say thoughts and prayers, right? Because you don't know what else to say. What else can you say? 99.999 repeated percent of people in this world can't make sense of what just happened. So there's no, there's no words to define it. But what I will say is Buffalo, unbelievably strong. The people, unbelievably strong. And I personally wanted to begin the show by saying that I am thinking of all the people affected tonight. I am thinking of the great city of Buffalo tonight and that great city will overcome this inexplainable act of evil. And there's a, it's a really tough, it's really tough to obviously transition into a show after this. And we'll obviously we'll find our, our, we'll do our best to do that. Of course, because that's what this show and, Sports and entertainment are meant for. They're meant to be those escapes from the unbelievable things that we see what seems to be far too frequently uh, these days. Um, so before we transition transition into the show, I just wanted to take a brief moment here, moment of silence, and I'll put up the banner here to, uh, to kind of signify that. I, unfortunately, I don't have anything custom off the cuff here, but I'm going to put up my graphic I started the show with and if everybody would just join me in a moment of silence for the, the 10 people who tragically lost their lives this past weekend and all those affected. Um, it's the least we can do to start the show. And like I said, we'll get into your standard smoke break after this, but there's no way I could start the show tonight without doing that. So if you would join me in a brief moment of silence and I'll see you right afterwards. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate it. And with that said, I said I'd have a special guest tonight. I'm at the homestead. I just got back from Texas. 
like I mentioned, I haven't seen my dad since I got back. The schedule came out. Tom Brady's a goddamn announcer now. There's plenty to talk about, so I figured, hey, before, why not catch up with the old man live on the show? He's here. He's not doing anything but kicking back, having a beer. Mom's out, out of the house. The dog is shockingly being good right now. Yes, he is. So the old man hopping on the show tonight, we're going to talk schedule. We're going to talk Drew Brees potentially coming back. We're going to talk Tom Brady landing in a, a historical deal with Fox Sports. And we're going to talk about the next Bo Jackson, perhaps, Ken Griffey Jr., Josh Allen, the home run derby king. I want to get into that as well because that was incredible. But before I do, you didn't plug the mic in, did you? I did, buddy. Did you? Where's the where's your little where's your little thing? My dad's got he's got the uh, lavalier mic on. It's his high tech stuff here. You want to know what? It's on me. I didn't turn up the volume. Oh, you didn't turn it. I see you're blaming me. Yeah, I did I did blame you, but you, you didn't he didn't turn the he didn't turn the device on so the module. Know that? Who's the tech guy? There you go. I'm the tech guy. Who's and the tech I, guy? I oftentimes, as everybody on here knows, and from time to time. Know, yeah, you know what he does. That's from time to time, things go haywire. Hey, down or you're uh yeah. you good? All right, Perfect. try it on. Give it, give it a, give it a, a turn. How was it? So yes, this is, this is my dad, Pete Bell. If you're a loyal, longtime original member of the Smoke Break crew, you have seen my dad on way back in the day. It's yeah. been a while. It's been too long, buddy. There you go. So it's a little echoey. I apologize, but we're making the most of it, obviously. And uh, let's start with um, before we get into the schedule, because I want to go through the entire schedule. I want to start with. A video that came out yesterday, and, and, and in light of everything that happened in Buffalo over the weekend, it was awesome to see that Micah Hyde's softball uh, charity event happened this, uh, this past week, and I had a really good buddy of mine from Buffalo attend the event, and uh, he had said it was just an awesome community builder after you know something like that. Everybody came out, had a great time. Uh, almost every big name from the Bills was there, including Josh Allen. So I'm scrolling Instagram the other day. I'm going to pull this up right now. I'm scrolling Instagram yesterday. And um, all of a sudden, I'm just going through the stories, you know, mindlessly. And I come across, uh, what is going on here? I come across this video. Uh, it's Josh Allen's taking the plate. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, I didn't even know this event was going on. I, I was away for the week. I was in Texas. I didn't know what the hell was going on here. So I'm like, okay, the whole gang seemingly is, uh, is at this charity event. And I cannot for the life of me get this video up, of course. But at the end of the day, what I'm trying to get at here, I guess, suppose. Tech guy. Tech guy. Um, tech guy. Did you see the video of Josh Allen uh, hitting the home run? Yeah. You did. So your original thoughts. So what I want to know is, was that the first pitch? What first pitch? You know, was that was that the first pitch? Did he just get a ball thrown? I mean, he he like trolled around, nailed that, trolled around, just and, and he knew it was gone. I don't even think he looked at the ball. He did a spinorama, like a, yeah. a pirouette, if oh, you will, and it, it was the it was one of the greatest things I've ever I've ever laid my eyes on. Quite honestly, was it a softball or a baseball? It was a softball. Yeah. Now I'm 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 assuming that's even more incredible to do that with a softball than it is with a baseball. He, if you notice in the video, and I'm trying my best to pull it up here right now because uh, you, you got it, you got to see it, obviously. And of course, I'm doing nearly what I wanted to do. But if you notice at the two second mark of the video, 
the ball disappears. I mean, he did. It, it was unbelievable. It was absolutely incredible. And you think to yourself, the guy is just an all around. He's an all around town. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to buy time here while I log into this thing. Go ahead and riff for me for a second, Dad. Tell, tell the folks what you've been up to recently. You just went to my sister's graduation, and it, it was great. But they did a rendition of a song that I was listening to on the YouTube well, live. It's an ancient Dutch yeah. song. It's you want to song. sing it for him? Or I, I don't want you to I sing it I would, but I wouldn't yeah. do justice to the song, so I won't. It was one of the most vile things I've ever heard in my life. Live, it was fantastic. So I don't know what you're talking about. It must have been on the feed. You weren't there. Um, so you really had to be there. You had to be there. Yeah. Yeah. It was in, uh, I do remember it was an ancient Dutch themed song. And uh, yeah, it was inspiring. Um, you know what? I'm going to download the video. I'm going to download the video because you, you, you got to see this. It's seeing is believing. You guys that haven't seen it, it's, it's pretty. And I thought that was on, I thought that was like, wasn't live. I didn't know that was going on either. So it was, uh, I'm going to, you know what, folks, I, we're scrambled up here. Give me, 30 seconds. I'm going to put the banner back up. I'm going to move the mic over here because that thing sounds like crap. I'm going to move the mic over here. We're going to split this bad boy. And then we're going to get off to a better start here because this is all over the place. Give me one second. Woof. Apologies. Just unexplained. Just bad, bad. I did find the video, though. I found the video. So before we get into it, I don't know if I tweeted it. And uh, by the way, it just goes to show you how much everybody loved this video. It's got almost it's got over a quarter million views on the, the video I tweeted. And it's Josh Allen hitting this ball. Quarter million views. The, the Barstool guys picked it up. They tweeted it. I've, I'm seeing it everywhere. And, and everybody's saying the exact same thing. And it's, and it's either I'm so thankful this guy's my quarterback or it's opposing fan bases essentially saying, um, I just have to come and pay respect to the fact that Josh Allen might be the coolest athlete uh, on the face of the planet right now. I don't even think it's a maybe at this point. I mean, the guy is just dominating on all facets. So here we go. Here it is. Finally, I got it up and boom, there it is. Let me try and do a, a full screen here if I can. Yeah. So the crowd's going absolutely ballistic. Ballistic. I mean, look at this. Look at the swag on this guy. So it starts quick here, but watch. He's up at the plate. Boom. I mean, give me a break. And if you notice, right after he makes contact with the ball, 
it's gone. I mean, the thing is in orbit. And I've watched this probably 10 to 20,000 times by now, trying to decipher where the ball goes. I've come to like three conclusions. It's either, it's, it either hit a meteor somewhere, it was discovered by alien life form, or it just evaporated in thin air. It, it, it will go down as one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And, and, and the, the ultimate thing that you take away from this. Just look at him walking away from it, though. Look at, look at, look at the swag, like you said. Look at the, Yeah, the ultimate thing you take away from this is, is you look at this. And I, it, always, it always comes back to this for me. And I talk about this all the time. But you look back at just the way things were. And to know that that guy is leading the team right now effortlessly cool to the point where like you, you couldn't be him if you tried. He's got like 30, or I don't want to say 30,000. I don't know how many thousands of people are there, but you just walk up. The guy's a football player. He takes the bat and he puts that thing on the moon. He puts that ball on the moon and walks off. Like, you know, like he just picked up some, some meat from the deli and he's heading back to another aisle. I mean, the guy is just, the guy is just a legend, a walking legend at this point. And the fact that that is the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills just, I don't know. It, it, it really, it really makes you, it, it really warms your heart. You know what I mean? It's good stuff. No, no doubt about it. John Herring coming and saying he caught that ball in California. John, I know you're lying because there's no way that it landed in California. It went way, it's still flying. way past the West Coast. There's no way that that thing only went to, to California. But I, I, I'm, I'm scrolling yesterday, and I look at that thing, and I, and I had to watch it like five, six times before I really comprehended. I thought he had just kind of like swung, maybe missed it and played it off cool, which, I mean, I guess even then would have been fine the way he played it off. Then I watched it again, and I look at the ball, and the thing is in – it's in the clouds. And the only thing I could take away from it right then and there is that was one of the slickest, smoothest – all around coolest things I've seen in a long time. We find out has, has Josh ever played ball. So somebody I, tweeted I, me earlier and I, I got to fact check this. And mind you, I, I tweeted this video. It broke my Twitter. Every time I checked my notifications, I'd have to kill the app and then go back in again because it wouldn't load. It was freezing my, my phone up so bad because of the amount of people watching it and retweeting it and whatever the hell else. But somebody tweeted Josh Allen's batting average from Fireball, and it was—it was almost—he uh, was almost batting 500. So he did play, uh, supposedly in high school. Okay, yeah. All right. So now think about the golf swing coming up. Bingo. So no, that, that's... pause on that. By the way, we're, we're saving that. We're saving okay. the yeah. Right, but so I know what you're talking. About. What's the date on that? That's June. That's yeah. Well, I got a surprise coming up okay. for you at the end All of the right. show. I told you last week I had I'd have some really big news for you coming up at the end of the month here, and that's next week. But you make a good point because I posted this on my Twitter video before I have, I've been in person with Josh Allen and I've watched him golf and he had one of the purest, most fluid buttery golf swings I've ever seen on the golf simulator. I think it read 750 yards and you look at it and then you, and then that's a great point you bring up. Actually, you think of the golf swing, you think of the bat, the, the bat swing well, it there. Just reminded me of a, of a, he just came up. Yeah. Boom. And then the one throw I always think of with him too. Remember the Jags game we were at early in his career? He's getting sacked. Everybody remembers this play, I'm sure. He's getting sacked. And next thing you know, the ball just goes above the line of scrimmage and it goes about 75 yards down the field. That was the first time I think we realized what that arm was going to wind up being. But I guess at the end of the day, what you realize here is the guy is just good at everything. 
He, he's good at absolutely everything. And when you and when you watch that video in particular, I think the one thing that you just you take away from it is is he not like the I've talked about this before. He is the, he's becoming the face of the league. He's becoming the role model within sports. And it's just a little thing like that where it's just like that's why. That right there is why the guy is so loved. And he does it so effortlessly. A lot of these guys and this is what Josh Allen is, not he almost never tweets and he barely posts anything online or whatever else. And we know by now he doesn't have a ton of commercial deals. Those are coming. But the way he's been able to build his presence almost, just being a really, like, just a guy. He doesn't have to be anything other than himself. He doesn't have to, like, constantly clamor to be in the spotlight. The spotlight just finds him. Well, that right there is a perfect that's example. That's why I'm looking so, I'm looking so forward to, to those guys being mic'd up, him and Mahomes and Brady. And, oh, I can't wait. Yeah. We're like two weeks so, away from that. And, and that'll just, that'll, I, I think that'll be great for him too. It'll get people to, to, to get to know him better. And, uh, yeah. uh and, and us too. I mean, you see him on the commercials and things and stuff. Like you said, those are coming. I haven't been home in like over a week. I'm glad you set the, ther- the, the thermostat in here at 85 degrees. If you, if you notice, what are you talking about? I mean, granted, you know, I don't have uh, my six pack is kind of covered up by some stuff. So, oh, why don't you take your shirt off? Well, I would do that, but I don't want to. Josh, you think Josh Allen's video broke the internet? Wait till I take the shirt off. We'll do the show shirt. Well, that'll be next time. We'll go shirtless next time. Well, we'd have to open up our OnlyFans if we wanted to do the shirt, the show shirtless. It's too much. OnlyFans. OnlyFans. I I know. I know. There's plenty of people in these comments right now who'd pay a hefty dollar to see uh, the boys over here take take the shirts off and do some bills. Something we can talk about. You want me to open a window there? We'll consider it. Uh, no, it's we're pat we're past the point of return. Right. Okay. See, this is this is what technical difficulties. You're overheating. Technical difficulties. My body temperature is at a Here cool 110 degrees. Folks, it's the pressure of having to do the show with the old man right on his shoulders. Well, he can feel me breathing on him, and he's yeah. just he's cracking. Well, it's not only that, but it's the pressure of you know the, the phone doesn't work in the beginning. You can't get the goddamn video up. Yeah. Um, well, and then your mic, out. your mic craps out and then out. I just start sweating profusely. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. Not to call out Clay Troy. I'm a man, Clay from Buffalo fanatics, but I, I felt good. We talked about this once him and I, when we were together and he made me feel good. He's like, dude, yeah, when I'm on live, I just start sweating my sweat, ass. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know bag, what? Same sweat. I'd imagine. Right. So if you're wondering, that's why I'm redder than I'm Elmo right now. Completely fine. I'm not sweating. Well, I think you're in significantly better health than me too. <laughs> yeah, that's probably that. I think that's got a lot oh, to do with it. Yeah, I think you're right. That might have a little bit. Hey, all those wings, the Frito wings or whatever, that the fire wings, and yeah, man, that shit catches, catches up. We're gonna, to you we're gonna get out. We're gonna start. When you think about it, though, I mean, we're sharing a mic here. The whole thing is just an absolute abomination right now. I'm but not, I'm not smelling anything. Thank God the folks can't smell. I'll, I'll keep you posted if something comes up, but everything's good on that. Well, yeah, we'll get there. When the smell of vision launches on oh, YouTube, man. you guys are we in for a real it. treat. I don't want it. All right, so that, I had to kick the show off with that because, like I said, that, that's probably the coolest thing I've seen in a very long time. But that, that's, you know, just a little cool thing to start the show off with. The, the, meats, the meat of the sandwich today. The schedule's out, baby. And just to give you a glimpse into how gigantic – it is just to have the schedule out. Did anybody even care that the NBA like playoffs were on Thursday night or whatever it was on, when the schedule came out? Three networks, right? Huh? It's on. Yeah. The, the schedule comes out. And once again, to just back up the point I make constantly, the NFL has become larger than life. It is life. 
you drop the schedule and it's like it's beating it's it's beating Doctor Strange 2 box office numbers in the movie at the movie theater. And the schedule comes out and see back in the day and this is what's crazy about it. I remember I used to lose my shit when I saw the Bills got a Thursday night primetime game against the Jets. And remember when we, when we went see we and one of the first ones that they had had, you know, in a long time. You and I went. It was in New York, and I'm sure you guys remember fondly. Zay Jones caught the touchdown. He did the lights, the lightsaber dance, and then the Jets kicked the crap out of the Bills, and they danced in the end zone near us. Buffalo was having a good season, right? Yeah, and and it it completely turned it the other way. They got their ass kicked. Their da- that, that was the one where they're, it met life. You're talking about met life, yeah, they're dancing. Yeah, we drove all the way out there yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah, we were in, in the end zone. They danced. It was awful. Fire. What's his name? Uh, <laughs> Fireman, whatever he's up over. Oh, the fi- fair, fair weather, fireman Ed. Yeah, 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 yeah. He came back after uh, after four years. Yeah, fireman Ed decided to come back when the Jets actually were threatening a winning record. I know that's rare in New Jersey, but that's when fireman Ed decided to show back up. Yeah, it was awful. But there was a good friend of mine down in New York at the time. If you remember, he was at the game. He wanted to meet up. I refused. I absolutely refused to see him. Yeah, because the Jets were dancing in the end zone. Uh, to, to put a bow on that, what I'm saying is how far we've come where I was excited to drive to New Jersey. And I hate MetLife. I'm on record saying that. It's the worst tailgate experience in the NFL the that I've ever met. Nice. It, the it's stadium's just, nice. It's everything around it. Yeah, the, tailgate. the tailgate's terrible. It, it, you know, listen, people, do you know how lucky we are to, you know, it's just, listen, I've been going to these games forever. But how lucky we are to have the experience that we're able to have at these Bills games. If, I think we all guys, take it for granted. If you guys travel around, and I'm sure there's some that are, you know, whatever, better than others, obviously. But uh, I don't know. It doesn't get better than that. Nothing beats a a, a Bills. And I mean, I think it's also the elements, too. Like, we're big Penn State fans, so we go to Happy Valley. We try to go once a year, but it's been a while. But the other, the cool thing about uh, Beaver Stadium in Penn State, it's it, it's in a it's all farmland around there. So it, yeah. I think there's something about being in a, in a plot of, of like a plot of grass. You go to, you go to you go it to, brings out it brings out. It's true. You go to these stadiums. I mean, that are downtown and 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 everything's you know everything's blacktop and, and parking garages. It's not the same. You know, it's not the same vibe. It's a different. Uh, totally different so you're right having some space and having well what is it about being in a plot of land with liquor that brings out the most animalistic instinct within a human being go wherever you gotta go it's the freedom of doing with it well we were at the jets game in a parking lot and we're drinking moonshine with people from buffalo the guy made it in his bathtub yeah and i didn't even catch a buzz because i'm 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 standing in a parking lot they were and leading up to the game, there's nobody there. No, there's like, no pool. Well, of course there's nobody there. Nobody wants to go watch well, that shit. It's the Jets, but everybody's taking the subway in, and it just there's there's nobody in the parking lot. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's terrible. Uh, it, it was awful. It's absolutely got awful. Then we went to the Giants game a few days later. Remember, it was the Sunday Oh, night yeah, the Giants-Rams, the game worth Thursday watching. Thursday night and a Sunday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that game was over by half. Todd Gurley had 450 yards on the ground, I think, that day. We went with two good buddies of mine, a really big Rams fan and a big Giants fan. And it was hilarious because my my good buddy now, as we call him negative for for reasons which I'll get into right now, it, it, he was just <laughs> he didn't speak the whole day, and our, our Rams buddy's just having the time of his life. Yeah. But to tie this up, the the, the this little rant here about how awful the MetLife Stadium uh, tailgate experience is, I was so excited to go and be a part of that because it was the only primetime game the Bills had all year. When you saw it on the schedule, it was basically like getting you know the the gift you wanted for Christmas. 
The schedule comes out last week. It wasn't a matter of, are the Bills going to get a primetime game? It wasn't a matter of, are they going to get multiple? It was a guarantee the Bills were going to get five primetime games. It was just a matter of, who are they going to be against? Where are they going to be? And when are they going to be? And right off the bat, we get what I think this is. If you want, if you want an example of the pinnacle of being must-watch television, and, and I was listening to Pro Football Talk the other day. Peter King put this perfectly. Bills Rams, obviously, if you don't know by now, spoiler alert, and I don't know what the hell you've been doing. Bills Rams kicking the season off. Thursday night football, that's how the season begins. The Bills travel to SoFi Stadium to take on the reigning champs. The ratings for that game are usually, you know, they're going to be higher than almost any other game during the season because everybody and their mother and their grandmother and whoever the hell else are tuning in for the first night of football. I don't care if the Jaguars are playing the Jets, you're going to be watching it. It makes it a hell of a lot better when you got a ge- when you got a game like we do. It makes it even a hell of a lot even more better when your team's playing in it like the Bills are. But you'll look at this game in particular and Peter King made a great point. This game is the ultimate opportunity for the Buffalo Bills to go from a massive team in the market in which we all live in, or the majority of us live in, they can go from being a massive, a massive, you know, draw on the East Coast to being a massive national draw. They have already tested those waters several times. We've seen the ratings the Bills get on Thanksgiving and their primetime games. This is a whole new ball game. You're kicking the year off in a game that could be a potential Super Bowl preview. And the way he put it, I thought was great. The Bills go out and dominate in that game or play really well. Josh Allen goes off, Bills win. You're talking about the Bills transitioning from a team that nobody cared about outside of Western New York to a team now where you're going to be seeing Bills fans walking around Northern Idaho or South Dakota because they get to watch them now five times a year and they're must-see television. It's making me nervous, huh? It's, I, it's, I, I, I love it. And, and I also, I, I also hate it. It, it. It's really awesome. Yeah. But you know, that, that underdog role, you know, <laughs> it's, it's gone. So now everybody loves the bills. The media loves the bills. Uh, it, you know, the nation loves, loves the fan base, loves, uh, um, you know, and, and it, it's well, it's like it goes back to the Josh Allen swing in the bat. Like what's yeah. not to love yeah. about what's going on. Here? It, it's, it's great, but it's also, it, it, it's, it's so different. I mean, back in, back in the nineties, it was, you know, the Super Bowl run. Um, it was a lot like this, but the exposure now is obviously, you know, it, it, it's, it's blown up to, to, you know, you know, everything about everybody and there's, there's video and there's uh, um, so it's just so cool to see them, um, you know, on commercials, there's clips of Bills players, which, you know. You Josh know, Allen's in every, in every promo uh, video the NFL and, has. And we went, you know, I, I remember we talk about it. They'd show, they'd show a commercial for the NFL, and there's never a Bills player, ever, for, for all those years. You it's all I, mean? I wanted. Now, I would now, wake up now, before school hoping the Bills highlights from the day before would make the program, the highlights. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And not, it's just, and I know I talk about this all the time. I can't get enough of it. And, the, and, and, and I think the reason I talk about it so much it, the bar continues to raise, you know, the bills, I think the bills, their, their real coming out party was that win against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. It just kind of felt like that. You know what I mean? Well, prime time, they do well, what, yeah. you know, they don't win every, but, every game, but, but they're always really I'm trying to think of a game. That, well, that game though, the bills weren't yet what we consider them to be yeah. right now. They weren't, they weren't the top team in the league. I mean, let's, let's put it bluntly. 
But they went out and rolled the Cowboys, and Josh Allen made four or five plays that the NFL has never even seen before. I mean, when he fumbled that snap and leaped the, and leaped everybody on the field to get that first down, I think everybody in America watching that game was like, who the hell is this guy? And then it went off from there. You've gone from that to now you're opening up the season. You have five primetime games, and all five games are going to – I mean, we're going to get into it here. But these five games in particular, not even including another Thanksgiving game, which is just going to be, I mean, that's going to be a comedy hour. I cannot think of a better way to spend a day with family and food and booze and, and just having a good time on a holiday than watching the Bills absolutely yeah. bend I, I, the, I the Lions over a barrel. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> You know, it, it, yeah, it, it should it's going to be, be incredible. incredible. It better be fun. I'll tell you that much because it's it's during, you know, typically Thanksgiving, you eat a little early, three o'clock ish, whatever. Um, so hopefully. By well, that yeah, time, that, that's a perfect time. Yeah, we're 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 partying and, and enjoying all of it. I, I don't see how that, that that couldn't be a thing. But it's it, having the Bills play Thanksgiving. It's it's, in, it's incredible. And we're going. This is the what? Third time. Yep. They had the Cowboys. Yeah. They. I mean, last year, it was an odd game against the Saints. Saints yeah. It was just odd. Kamara wasn't playing. They were banged up. The Saints, Saints bad. Were bad. Bills kind of played slow in that game. They ran away with it late. That was the primetime game. And I think there was a, just a lot less hype because the quarterback situation for the Saints was in the dumpster at that point of the season. Kamara was hurt. Michael Thomas wasn't playing. The Saints were bad. And I think, you know, when you saw that game to open up the year, you were like, oh, that's exciting. You know, the Saints have potential. It didn't wind up being the case. You, you circle this game in particular. I know we, we were talking about week one, now we're on Thanksgiving, but I think the reason you, you circle this game mm -hmm. is for the reasons we were just talking about, and that is you go into Thanksgiving, not already, you know, not only just looking forward to the holiday in itself and all that comes with it, but you, you're not going into that day thinking, ah, yeah, is there a potential for the Bills to, to lay an egg here and ruin my holiday? There's just no way. It's just going to be a matter of how many points can I score? I'm finally which is scary breaking away from the 20 year bullshit where I just thought, you know, was waiting for them to, to blow the lead in the fourth quarter, the, the, the whatever their 14 point lead. I, I'm slowly almost, I'm almost done with that. In a where, weird way, where, the chiefs where, game really made you, I remember you in particular, the chiefs game really made you that kind of eliminated that for you, yeah. even though they lost. Cause there was a, any other Bills team oh, in the listen, past would have lost they, that game seven times they, over. They, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, but it's just a different – it's a whole different dynamic there now. It, it's just – it's it's it, those years were rough. I mean, we all went through it. I mean, you know, you were just – you know, you were a oh, kid, yeah. but you never knew. You never knew any any winning until you were, <laughs> you know, recently here. So it's it just uh, – um, to be where, where – and, and, and listen, anything can happen. Everybody's got to stay healthy. Um, I, I mean, it, we take for granted that the way Josh Allen plays that, that you know, he's got to stay upright. So, you know, hopefully everything else will fall into place. But 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 that's why that's what makes him so good. So, um, you know, you got to enjoy every I'm, I'm just so pumped for that Thursday night or I can't wait. Joe, uh, uh, Joe Bourne over here has got a day plan. All right. He's going deer hunting in the oh, morning. He's coming it. home. He's pounding beer and Drink then he's going to watch the Bills win. Yeah. Nothing better. Kill, good for kill you. some deer. Young King coming in here saying any given Sunday, and I get that. We did watch the Bills lose to Urban Meyer last year, which I think will always go down as one of the one of the most tragic losses in this franchise's history, and I, I firmly believe that. The way that the year ended for Jacksonville and just the utter disgrace Urban Meyer was to the National Football League, yeah. that really was a 
it really i'll never forget that so you're right you're right young king but also you're not because you're not the bills are not losing on the national stage to the lions and if they do we got way bigger things to worry about at that point in the year if the bills are losing on the national stage to the lions in november i got a feeling our expectations have been tampered at that point but you're right any given sunday to a degree i just cannot possibly imagine that happening I mean, anything can happen, but yeah, um, you, you don't want, I mean, that, that was a, that was a, I still don't know how the hell that, that game happened. Looking back at that game. I mean, Josh Allen, the other Josh Allen, right? Oh my God. Jesus, I'll play the shit out of, out of everybody. He, uh, he was, he was looking, he was looking like, I don't know, insert the best defensive player ever here. I mean, I remember, that, that was, was unbelievable. Being, I remember being uh, wildly pissed after that game. Well, it was also the most boring game to ever be yeah, played on, on a football awful, field. Awful. Yeah. No weather, no nothing. It just was a bad, bad game, which is one of those, one of those games. And, and they, listen, that's why we watch. That's why sports are, are, are so great, man. That's why you watch. Because, you, you know, like the dude just said, any given Sunday, that's why we watch. But uh, better not be. He's with you. He's with you, though, on the. Uh, better not be on Thanksgiving. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, and that was it. I kind of came around to it last year. The Jags lost a little bit because it seemed like every single team in the league had at least one dud. It was weird. Like it, it was almost like it was. It was almost like it. It was clockwork yeah. last year. Every single team had a god awful loss. That was the Bills, obviously, and we know that wasn't who they were and, and isn't who they are. I remember in that game in particular, they tried to run the hell out of the ball and it just wasn't working. They could not move the, the ball at all. But the reason that that game frustrated me more than anything was just because Urban Meyer won. I mean, that was the only one of the only games they'll ever wind up winning, you know, ever again. And unless Fox apparently rehires him, which is uh, Fox's. No. They're taking out. Okay. Oh, that's those. Those reports are out. I, really? Yeah, they're 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 looking into rehiring him. And well, that's what sparked. That's there's a whole thing going on in Jacksonville right now. Shad Khan, the older owner of Jacksonville, came out and called flat out called out Fox Sports. How could you dare consider hiring this guy? Oh yeah, and there's a whole lawsuit going on in Jacksonville right now. It's a it's a it's a disaster. These these networks sometimes the way they. Uh, I mean, now we'll get into that in a bit because yeah. Fox is. Uh, hey, they're 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 rolling the dice, and and I, I I'll tip the cap, but that's a whole other yeah, topic of conversation. I was, hoping, I was hoping when he was when he. W- Leaves. I was hoping he'd be gone. Now, <laughs> wait, who? Oh, Tom uh, Brady. Oh, oh. We will get into that. Yeah. We will get into that. I, 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 I still haven't wrapped my head around it. But let's, let's, let's continue on into the schedule here. I, I, I back to to the original point. Opening up the season is just an incredible feat to me. I think it's unbelievable. And I was listening to some reports about the way the schedule works and stuff like that. And typically, the way that the NFL used to do it. They would throw any game in on the opening docket with the Super Bowl champion. They would throw it would basically be a throwaway game for the reasons I mentioned earlier, because even if it was Jacksonville playing the Jets, you're going to watch it. It's the first NFL game of the year. It doesn't matter who's playing. So they would have the Super Bowl champion play a crap team on their schedule to get it out of the way and also boost the ratings while saving the better game for later in the year for another primetime slot. But what they realized last year, when the Buccaneers played the Cowboys to open the season, the ratings were so astronomical. They figured we, we, we've set the precedent. We either, we either have to hit that marker out, do it, or we're starting the season off on the wrong foot compared to last year. So they look at this particular situation and you look at what the bills have going on right now, the current Super Bowl favorite. You look at what the Rams do last year, win the Super Bowl, Von Miller's reunion with the Super Bowl yeah. champion the whole thing is next level. Plus, well, they're getting smarter with that. I mean, the first, oh, first Monday night game, 
Denver, Seattle. Unbelievable. I mean, it's, 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 yeah, it's so <laughs> obvious, but they never would do it. But now they're putting again these these dream matchups, you know, with all the scenarios and everything yep. that uh, that goes with it, which is which is. Well, the crazy awesome. thing is, too, to that point, if you go through right now and look at every single primetime game, there isn't a single one that you don't look at and say that's a, that's must see. Not only with the Bills, I'm talking everybody. I mean, we got tons of great games, unbelievable games just throughout so the many year. Good, t- especially the AFC. There's so oh, many it's absurd. good teams. You could primetime so every single AFC yeah. West game and not and not lose yeah. every single one of them. But the Bills kick the year off against the Rams, and that I just – I mean, win or lose, as long as it's a good game, because obviously the, the Bills – we're not expecting anybody to run the table here. I think the Bills are a better team flat out than the Rams, truly, at this point. I think the roster is just better, period. But I think either way, no matter how that game goes, to kick the, the game – the year off that way is, is, a big, is a big step for this franchise, this fan base, whatever you want to say. You look at it, though – in the potential of what it could be. The Bills play the Rams opening night prime time, but they parlay that into their home opener against the Titans, who we now have, we have a rivalry with the Titans now. It's kind of appeared out of nowhere. I wouldn't say the Bills rivalry with the Titans. I mean, you could say the Music City Miracle and that's where it stemmed, but it wasn't really a rivalry. The last few years, this has become They've been great games. a major game yeah. on the NFL docket. And what you're seeing now is the potential for the Bills to set the bar this year out of the gate. You go into this season, the Bills are going into this season right now with the highest expectations they've ever had. And they've had massive expectations the last couple of seasons. The Bills are coming into this season. Right now, there's every single game has betting odds already set forward. And of course, they change throughout the year. But right now in this moment, the Bills are not an underdog in a single game this entire season. According to Vegas, the Bills, according to Vegas, the Bills are supposed to go 17-0 at this moment in time. The Bills are not an underdog in any game. Think about how crazy what's, this is. What's the spread right now, open in night? It opened up Bills minus one. So think about it like this. Okay. The Bills on the road in primetime against the Super Bowl champs, favorites. I mean, that right there, you don't need any other shred of evidence. You don't need any other example other than that to show you what the expectations are for Buffalo. If you come into the season and you win that game, you go home, it's going to be an absolute mob scene in in Buffalo. That's an early start, 8, 7-15? Yeah, it's a doubleheader that night. Yeah, 7-15 start, doubleheader Monday night. Love it. I just want everybody here to picture this. Bills kick the season off their 0-2. You better look the hell out because those expectations that have been set, the Super Bowl favorites, according to Vegas, not being an underdog, everybody talking about the Bills being the best team in the league, that pressure is there 100%. But the, th- but the thing is, this team, that's they the thrive on it. They can handle right. that pressure. And, and Yes. So to be able to kick the year off that way. 2-0 to start, you imagine? The confidence level would be absolutely through the roof. 2-0, they might not lose. Till, I, I, don't know, well, I don't know when. But well, the, you, you how, take that into Miami. huge those first two games are. They're massive. So the pressure comes for them, but it also comes for us as fans. That, that pressure. So I'm going oh to be, you know how we get. 
Well, and, and, and you can say it's the same. Be, it's going to be so fun. I mean, right. that, that Thursday night game, like you said, no matter who it is, you're always excited. Oh, yeah. excited. Who isn't watching? The whole, the whole, it's the only game on. The whole country's watching. So to have, have our boys playing in it and, and potentially, like you said, imagine if they show out and, and, and do really, really well, right? Be, well, beat them by 10 plus. I mean, my God. And then go into uh, the, all the confidence. 11 days rest, right? That's the other thing. The Going one into the Monday nighter against Tennessee. And I'm glad you brought that up. I wanted to touch on it. The Bills actually, according to this, they, they do like data analytics based on how the schedule plays out and as far as rest time is concerned. The Bills actually have one of it. I'm not exactly sure, so I don't want to quote oh, I know they, where you're going. Yeah. They, ha, they have either one of, if not the most rest out of any team in the entire league this, this whole season. They also don't play a team coming off a bye the whole year. that's true that's a good point i, Which I, I saw, saw that as well I, I, yep for for whatever you know what it's and if you think it doesn't matter think about this it matters the chiefs don't play a team that was that didn't have a winning record or, or excuse me let me rephrase that the yep. first eight I, games of the entire of the season for the chiefs every single game is against an opponent with a that had a, I, higher I, than a winning I think, record last i think season. this is the year you see the chiefs kind of and of course last year everybody thought you know the first six seven games in uh the chiefs um but I, I think this is the year where we see them take that step back. Um, I mean, Tyree Kill, people aren't talking about that enough, how huge of a lot. The, the, the fact that they they didn't want – who knows what was going on internally there, but the fact that they did – my God, that guy's speed. You know, I, I'm pissed he's, he's with Miami, but – Great point. It's, it's, a, it's a bad loss for them. The NFL also tells you, and back to the point you're talking about with Miami and, and just kind of how you can really you can really tell what the NFL thinks about how a team's going to do in a given year. You think the Broncos would have five primetime games if Russell Wilson wasn't the quarterback this season? No doubt. So they, they think the, they think the and, Bills and, are going to be... They're, and they're scary too now. Oh, they're beyond Denver, scary. Denver's scary too now. There are 12 Which, teams. He is going to be resurrected there, I think. You're going to see him. Who? Russell. Oh, uh, I agree. Right. He was beyond because, because underutilized. Den- Denver's, and, and, you know, Denver was teetering. They, they, yeah. they, I, I think that's a huge piece of their puzzle, obviously, getting in there. The NFL shows you who they think the cream of the crop is based on who they schedule in these primetime games, obviously. But this year, it seems like more than ever, there's so many good teams that they had to plug them all in. There are 12 of the 32 teams that have five primetime games this yeah, season. Yeah, what's up with that? It's crazy. I saw that. Right? Yeah, yeah. But I think the, the, the even crazier thing is when you look in, into the into the teams that made moves that you would think would project them into primetime games, and they didn't. And what that tells you is the NFL doesn't trust them to be good enough in order to hold their weight ratings-wise ratings in these primetime games. And I know I give them crap all the time, and there's people who say, oh, well, you know, they've gotten a lot better. You should definitely be weary of them. The Miami Dolphins have made some incredible, incredible moves in this offseason. The NFL does not trust the Miami Dolphins to hold their weight in primetime. They are not one of those teams that I think they only have two or three. So with the acquisition of Tyreek Hill and all the moves that Miami was able to make to really put their team into a spot that I think makes them on paper look good, what the NFL is telling you is we cannot put Tua Tungabailoa in primetime and expect people to want to tune in and watch that. So what you're seeing now is every team that got these five primetime games is every single team that you look at and say, oh, my God, we're watching that, right? Well, that, that's that's the the point of that's, it. But that's so many good yes. teams. When's the last time there were that many teams that had that many primetime games? I'd have I to mean, look it up. I, mean, I, have no, I don't think it's ever happened. Typically, it was four or five. Well, you also have the extra you know? game now. True. So that also adds a whole new element where you're able to plug all these so teams NFC in. So NFC has the extra game this year, right? 
Uh, AFC got it last year, I think. The AFC. extra primetime game? No, the extra game. Every team's got an extra game. Nine to eight, well, the, the extra home game. Oh, I see what you're saying. NFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think NFC. I see what it. you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the you know they they really try to show you, and it's crazy because when you look at like big markets, the Jets, for instance, look at you got to tip your cap, and I've I've talked about this. The Jets had an incredible draft, and they're really you know building the foundation to be a lot better than they've been in recent years. They're not going to be in prime time. They're only twice. Prove different. Right, that, that they can't, you know, not screw it up. But their draft was unbelievable. I unbelievable. Mean, I know you talked about it, and it really was. I'm watching it. Oh, Jesus, man. Yeah. I mean, they're picking up guys, but you know, until they can prove that they they they're not going to screw it up, it doesn't mean anything. So who knows, right? Do you imagine if the, all of a sudden the Jets come out of the gate? These, well, they'll these, flex it. They'll have to. These rookies come in, yeah, and they start kicking ass. Could you imagine? The other thing that I found very interesting before we get into more talk about the Bills schedule in general, I wanted to talk about, you know, just kind of the schedule and, and a broad view because all these things matter. One team on the schedule for the Bills that is a very interesting game to me because we have no idea what we have no idea what's going to go into it until we wind up finding out what happens with Deshaun Watson. The NFL has told you. We, we don't even – they told you we don't even know what's going on with Deshaun Watson. Two primetime games for the Browns, that's it. And when you look at the Browns roster and you look at Deshaun Watson, you're thinking that's a team that deserves five primetime games. But what it's telling you, they don't – in my opinion at least, they don't feel comfortable putting that situation in primetime, and I completely agree with it. I completely agree with it. You don't want to, you don't want to put that into the spotlight, right? The, 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 the fact that, that nothing's been – done yes with that and, and well mayfield is still is still just hanging out there. that is a whole other thing. Huh? i can't i can't believe it's that. the it's the way you, you almost forget about it you forget that, that mayfield's even on the roster and, and i've talked yeah. about on here at first i thought i still think baker is severely in the wrong for several reasons but at this point baker's getting absolutely taken for a ride by the cleveland organization it's ridiculous what they're doing well, to listen, baker mayfield at this point at this point oh it is I mean, you don't but know. they're I, still I, holding on to him yeah I would have bet the house he would have been well, gone by well, the time the draft any, came I don't around. think anybody, anybody wanted him. They're holding him it. around because they have no clue who the hell is starting at quarterback when that yeah, season starts. but let's started. say Watson gets a, a, a six-game suspension. So you're going to put Mayfield in I, with that attitude? I'm, you imagine? God, that would be some some serious. T- he <laughs> won't do it. <laughs> he would. You think a guy like him would put that jersey know. back on? He's too. He's, he's got too I, much I pride, know. that kid. But what I noticed with the Cleveland Browns only having two primetime games, I think that there is an extreme possibility that Deshaun Watson is suspended this entire season. Trevor Bauer, Trevor Bauer in the MLB was suspended two full seasons recently. He's a massive star in the MLB. He was suspended two full seasons just recently for similar issues. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities that the Browns end up suspending Deshaun Watson for an entire season. And I think that that's one of the reasons why they, they decided to leave them off the primetime docket more than you would think that they would wind up getting based on what their roster is. I'm seeing that my Wi-Fi symbol here is absolutely piss. Um, so if that's coming in bad, I apologize. Um, like I said, the Wi-Fi uh, here is being affected by the fact that it's 95 degrees in this house. Potentially, I think the router's melting. I'm going to open a window. Um, I'm going uh, to open a freaking window. Yeah, no, don't worry about it. All right, so let's let's keep let's keep diving in here to the schedule. So, first two games, prime time, and I, I can't think of a better way to, that any team ever could start a season. I mean, it, it's 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 as good as it gets, right? You take that game 
from the, you know, the Monday night game against the Titans. You take that into a road game in Miami. If you know me, you know I'm on record saying I think the Bills, I think the Bills sweep the division this year. That's where I'm at with it until I'm proven otherwise. I don't see a team in that division who's beating the Bills unless they have an off day or the beat, Bills beat themselves. So the potential to start 3-0 is very real. Another game in week four that I think is one of the more interesting games uh, on the schedule that isn't very obvious is the Ravens. I am very interested to see how the Ravens bounce back after a year last year that was just one of the most destructive a team has ever had as far as injuries are concerned. I'm also very concerned about the situation that Baltimore finds themselves in on offense. I just don't see where the weapons lie right now for this team to compete with a team like the Bills. So, yeah, I mean, on paper, the, the Ravens game could be difficult, and I think the Ravens are going to be back into playoff contention this year for sure. But when I'm looking at this schedule, right, and I'm seeing the first five games up until the Chiefs game, they're all, I mean, obviously everything's winnable. But what we were talking about earlier, if you kick the year off 2-0, and there's no way in my mind you could win those two games and then lose those next that's, three based that's, on that's how you what play. I mean. if, yeah. It, those two games are so critical. And, and quite frankly, the first game is it's like, you. like you said, you. with how do they handle? Because, because again, they're the better team. Well, the other crazy thing to here me, is Buffalo too. on, on whatever paper on the field, they're the better team. So of course, what are you going to do? Do you know what I mean? You, but listen, we were there last year, Pittsburgh, opening day. Like, holy shit. I wanted I mean, to jump I, off the top I mean, of the stadium. It was so, so bad. Um, it was so bad. But but then again, the thing is, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. But but in this role here, starting hot, winning that first game, taking it into the second game, you go 2-0 and here with this schedule and the way this is set up. Yep. Look the hell out. We have to be fair, though, and talk about putting the shoe on the other foot. And it, and it goes both ways. If the Bills – lay an egg in both these games to kick the year off. Things could go downhill extremely quick. I mean, look at this schedule here. And I, and I know we, we've talked about this before, but I mean, ultimately, when you, when you look at this schedule in totality here, it, it is a gauntlet of a schedule, the teams the Bills are facing here. You cannot afford to go anything but one and one to start this year off. You simply can't. You cannot lose both those primetime games. It cannot happen. 2-0 and o propels you into another stratosphere, 0-2 puts you – I mean, the expectations the Bills had to kick the year off, they're gonzo, it, it, gonzo it, if that happens. 0-2 takes the next three weeks to make that up. Do you know what I mean? You almost got to win. I don't even next, think that would happen. Look at those two, three games. No one's buying games. back in. You'd have to beat the Chiefs in order to buy it back. Yeah. You'd have to go – you'd have to run the table here yes. before the bye week. You'd have to. So I look at these first I, – I, let's just – Got to split. Got to split. You have to To split. me – Start two and zero. Look, look the hell out. I, I mean, I, I really think this team, this team will roll um, if they start two and zero. I like to be realistic. I, I, I do because it sets it sets the standard for me going into the year to where I'm not. Like if, if I look at this and, and get myself way too in depth or way too embedded into a a, a thought that like um. It, like, like when the, when the bill, like, I, like everybody was like, when you're so embedded into a thought process, and it doesn't wind up happening. Rico with Brees Hall, me crying my eyes out when uh, I, I was convinced the Bills were going to the Super Bowl with 13 seconds left, as I'm sure 99% of you were. I can't look at this and tell myself it's 6-0. and It very well could be. But I'm thinking realistically here, 4-2 and two would not be a bad start at all with the way this no, season kicks off. No. I mean, th- th- those are some – I mean, they're all 
Pittsburgh will be interesting to see what I mean. You know they're going to bring. They're they're always going to. They they're so well coached. Do you know what I mean? And depending on who their quarterback is going to be, I think Pittsburgh's better. Pittsburgh's definitely better today. Without Even if it's Mitch Trubisky, Trubisky, it doesn't matter if it's Mitch yeah. Trubisky or I, if it's Kenny Pickett. They're Pittsburgh better today. Will be will be there. Absolutely. So you're looking at those first. Yeah, I mean shit. And then then you got Green Bay coming in after the bye. I mean those first seven. That's a hell of a run to start the year off. Those first seven games, man, and then and then look at it. The rest, that bye week to me comes at yeah, a high those time. First seven games are huge. That bye week comes at a great time because you're you're and you're you, and you got a whole week to prepare for Green Bay, right? Got at home. Oh. But what were the two games? If, if anybody had the opportunity to to circle, let's say you had the opportunity to circle five games, like I did last week when I talked about my what I thought would be the primetime games. You know, you, you get the opportunity to circle five games that stand out to you. Two of them undoubtedly were the Chiefs game, of course, and the Packers game. You look at the way the schedule lies, you get the buy-in between that, which I think is great. Yeah. You, you take on the Chiefs after what is more favorable towards the Bills than the first two games are, obviously. You take on the Chiefs in a 425 game, which is crazy. I, I mean, I would have bet my life that was a Sunday nighter, but what I was what I was told or what I had heard, CBS had the opportunity to keep one game on their schedule that was not allowed to be flexed out. <laughs> Just another reason to go to show you what the bills mean to the ratings these days. That was the game CBS said, we're not giving that up. I don't so, care what, so you, what you say. Th- their 425 game of yes, the week. 425 game of the week. That's CBS ridiculous. had the opportunity to put which, which, the lock on one of them. Which is basically yep. the closest thing to primetime you can get is that game too. So, well, people yeah. don't realize this actually, including myself up until up until. So that, that game will be, will be, Broadcast probably throughout the whole country, unless you're local, right? Yeah, unless unless, yeah. Unfortunately, if you, yeah, if you live in, um, you know, trying to think what's a. If you live in any, if you live in Houston, you're screwed. You're gonna get, but any, yeah, anywhere outside of a of an NFL market, that game will be played. I mean, it would be a real bummer if 98 percent of the country got in the in the four o'clock game was like uh on the more in the south was like you know. Uh, Houston, Detroit. Well, it's whatever those like two, it's whatever those two teams are. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, whatever the other two or whatever, how many four o'clock games? How many are there? Sometimes there's there's five games, exactly. four games. So yeah, there you go. So I think that that's absolutely perfect. The way that that lands, the bye week lands for the Bills. You get Green Bay at home Sunday night football. When's the when's the last time there was a Sunday nighter at home? Do you do you know a Sunday nighter at home? I don't know. I don't think I don't think it's been in my lifetime. Before last year, Monday night was 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 a long. I'm trying to think in my lifetime. Has there been a Sunday nighter at home? I don't know. Somebody comment if you know. Yeah, comment if you. Yeah, that's that's a good question. I don't know. I if there has been, it just goes to show you how few there have been. If there has been any at all, that to me, and I talked to you guys about this last week. Why I thought that game would be prime time. Let me know a better matchup on earth in sports than Aaron Rodgers taking on Josh Allen. I knew for a fact that would be prime time. I'd love to see it. Uh, I think they did. Yeah. And once again, here I go, you know, convincing myself and stuff. I think they destroy Green Bay. Yeah. I don't know why. I, just, I think Green Bay, I, Green Bay to me this year, I don't know. Oh, that's right. Rebel Rick, Sunday night Steelers, but there was no fans. There was no fans, right? Oh, okay. All right. But wasn't that – was that game in Buffalo? Oh, there was two Sunday nighters, right, back-to-back. Back. One was in Pittsburgh the year before. The following year it was in Buffalo, right, but there was no fans. 
I, am I right? I don't know. Am I, I, I mean, that, that if is, it was two years ago. There probably was no fans then, right? Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good, good call. Uh, good call, Rick. Yeah. Um, but that just goes, I, I've always wanted to see Aaron Rodgers play in person. Good night. We're going to have that opportunity, which is great. Sunday night, I think out of all the primetime games, the Sunday night feel, you know how these, these games have a feel? Like you legitimately physically feel the different broadcasts. And maybe I'm just insane. I don't know, but I feel a certain way during these broadcasts. And I'll tell you right now, it's going to be really weird not hearing Al Michaels on Sunday now that he's on Thursday uh, with Kirk yeah, Herbstreit. You know what? It, it, it's it's going to be different. What is Al? 86? God love him. Al is dying in that chair, huh? as he should. He's the GOAT. He is dying in the booth, I love as him. he should. You got to love him. But for, he's 86, right? I think. I, I think you could be lowballing on that a bit. 90s? No, yeah, I have no idea. Um, Al's as good today as he was I, back there in the Miracle Al, on Ice. But you, as long as he's is he's broadcasting, you, you forget who the hell you're. Kirk Herbstreit, that'll be interesting. I don't mind Herbstreit. I, I I think he, he, my favorite broadcast, per, my favorite broadcaster in the history of the sport, Brent Musburger, the voice of him Saturday Night Football. I, guess, I'm, I got chills right now. I swear to God, you can yeah. see him. Uh, it was my favorite. You are looking live, and it would pan across. Yeah. A gigantic he's, college he's, uh, stadium. He's Raiders, Raiders radio. radio now. Huge he's gambler. Losing too. his mind. Yeah, uh, isn't he? He's big yeah. into the gambling. Yeah. Brett Musburger, legend. I wish they could get him into the NFL he's, on the main uh, stage. Yeah. But he's he's kind of taking a step back. That's why he does the Raiders exclusively. Yeah. But that'll be that'll be a that'll be a cool setup. I think Al Michaels with Herb Street because I think Herb Street's good enough to make the NFL level, which he obviously has proven. So that'll be cool. But the Sunday night feel. What I'm getting at here, it's just it's it's a an intense feel Sunday night's great. It's supposed to be the best game of the week. And that's what that is. And it's in Buffalo. I absolutely love that that game fell on a Sunday night. And I'm also super stoked. Green Bay never comes to Buffalo. So this is a really cool opportunity. So let's we're at about the halfway mark here. We're at, we're through week eight off the top of your head, dad, you, you, you look at, you look at the, you look at the first seven, What's what's legi- what's like realistic best case scenario? What's realistic worst case scenario for you? Because there's no way they're going like one and six. You know what I mean? What's the worst case scenario to you? What's best case I, scenario? I like five and two. Realistically, God, but start starting five out. and two seems realistic to me. F- five and two is kind of what I'm thinking. But man, you gotta beat KC. I think would you, would you agree with me that the real realistic bottom barrel worst case scenario is three and four? Why do you always got to go to Kansas City? What the f- how many times have we played in Kansas City the last? The, the, well, we got them in Buffalo and we got uh, with uh, with no fans when we got ran no over. Yeah, it sucked. It was raining. It yep. sucked um, ass. I hated that. I like five and two. Worst case scenario? Well, what, what anything less than that? You know, I just feel three and four um, seems like it would be re- like it. It's not happening. They're not losing four of the first Listen, seven. you know, obviously you reevaluate after every week. I mean, you lose in week one. It just it just seems so much bigger this year, like like you said, with the pressure, with the expectations. Oh, it is. I mean, and then you pair that with this schedule. It's insane. It's obviously not a must win, but which one? The opening opening oh. uh, game against LA. You I mean, could really make the argument if you wanted to, because your season. And you want to know what a lot of people bring up, and I think that there's some truth to this. And I look forward to interviewing some players coming up here, and I want to talk to them about the realistic connotations when it comes to this narrative. 
you lose a game like you do against the Chiefs last year and you end your year like that. I mean, that, that, that there's some weight to that. Whether it's large or small, there's something to that. You eradicate that off the bat, you win that game against the Rams. You know what I mean? That's why I think that game is big. There's so many ways you could hype that game up to be as big as it it, it seems well, to listen, be. The, the players are going to tell you that game's forgotten. They of course they are, but it's know, that's BS. You, you that's BS. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. I, I, I'd love it. To get the, you ne- the, you're uh, never gonna forget uh, that, but I think you can put it officially away if you come year, out. It's a new year, it's a new team, blah blah blah. But you're right that 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 it's a new leaf. That completely. game, winning the opener does it does take a lot of that sting away for for everybody, for the fans, for the players. I'm sure you know. So huge in my mind, the two and zero scenario. I already think I already this is the most confident I've ever been in my life when it comes to thinking about the Bills realistic Super Bowl opportunity. The 2 and 0 would not only it would cement that. The Bills would be the clear cut no BS, no one's arguing against it Super Bowl favorites immediately. Two primetime wins to start the year against not only the Super Bowl champion, which by the way, this is also a funny scenario to think about. The Rams are LA is filled with the most fair weather fans of all time. It's like, it's worse than New York city, LA fans. None of them are real fans. They watch the playoffs and the playoffs alone. That's again, but think about real quick. That's what separates. Of course. Look at all the shit they do in LA. I mean, my God, I'm surprised. they Bingo. But But think about this, but you're right. They're raising the banner that night. There's probably going to be more Bills fans in that stadium than Rams fans. And they're raising the banner. Like people, you don't even you don't really even think about that when you consider the opening night because you're thinking, oh, it's the Bills game. Who cares about anybody else? Who cares what the Rams got going on? They're raising the banner that night. Yeah. So when you when you really break it down, that whole situation, like to go in there and beat the Super Bowl champs on night one as they raise their banner, parlay that into a home opener win against a team that has gotten the best of you the last two years. Last year stung like hell the way they lost that Titans Terrible. game. No one's arguing the Bills are not the Super Bowl favorite clear cut. You win those two. They're already arguing it now. There's no argument against it. You win those first two. No question about it. No doubt. And you're not losing to the Dolphins the week after either. So Scott Blakely coming in. What up, Scotty? Appreciate you, my man, coming in with a super chat. More of the pressure is fan and media created. J.A. cold as ice. When it counts, McDermott won't allow heads to get ahead of themselves. I completely agree. I don't. What I'm getting at here with the whole Chiefs thing is I'm saying. I'm saying the narrative could be there to a degree when you lose a game like that, of course. I'm saying you are, you eliminate any thought of that, you win that game. It's just gone. You don't even think about that anymore. It's completely gone. You know what I mean? It's completely gone. And J.A. is as cold as ice. I mean, obviously, that, that loss to the Chiefs had nothing to do with the way Josh Allen played, that's for sure. And I'm telling you, I know when you said these players will say they forgot it. Josh Allen, is one. he's one of those guys that I would firmly believe actually did forget it. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's, that's yeah. gone. Yeah. Um, but you, you, you just, you, you truly turn the new leaf over and you truly cement yourself as that Super Bowl favorite you're being coined to be right now. If you win that game, if you win both those, if you win those two games off the bat, in my opinion, I look at this, I personally see five and two. I personally realistically see five and two. I think six and one though is definitely in the realm of possibilities, but if they win those first two, you really could consider going undefeated into the bye week if you if you really got down yeah. into brass tacks. But if if we're talking the five and two, one of those two is the first two games, and it's not, absolutely and it's not both of them. So 
where's your other loss that 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 that's the interesting you know what i mean and you don't want to say miami baltimore and the steelers but it it very well could be really great first seven games it really is you know and i think miami you know it's a divisional game it's not the jets it's you know it's it's where where is that that's which game Miami's down there, right? Miami's in yeah. Miami. Yeah. No, so so we 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 get out of the bye. We have that awesome Sunday night matchup, like we talked about a little bit ago, and then things really, really lighten up here. I mean, that's why this beginning of the year is so freaking crucial. You look at this. If you even if you get out of there five and two, which obviously you know everybody in here is saying seven and zero, oh, and nobody would love it more than me. And I think that there is there is a possibility. I mean, like I said earlier. There is not a game on the schedule. Look at this schedule right now. The opponents on here, Vegas doesn't have the Bills as an underdog in one of these. At so of course, at Baltimore, I know that is they play like shit in that stadium. Who knows? That could well, be a weird. The defense team. also is the Bills' defense is one of Lamar Jackson's biggest kryptonites. They have not figured out how to beat Leslie Frazier in recent years. Here, I mean, they have dominated the Ravens' offense. But if you if you get off to a hell of a start here, I mean, look at the way things lighten up here. After Green Bay, Jets, W. Vikings, sneaky tough game, but the Bills are a much better team than the Vikings. The Browns, like I said, very interesting, but if Deshaun Watson's not playing in that game, which there's high potential for that, Bills winning that game, you roll the Lions on Thanksgiving. That's why the beginning of the year is so crucial because it lightens up here and you really start stacking wins. You really start pursuing that one seat as the schedule yeah. continues to uh, progress here. I mean, look, look after the buy. You got Green Bay and nothing. And again, you don't know from year to year, but nothing looks really scary until uh, uh, you know the Bengals game. Well, yeah, you're right, and right. I and I look, look, at, look at it. Yeah, no, yeah, Minnesota yeah. is good. That's a good. That, that, no, no, you're be, right. Uh, you're right. Fun, Minnesota. I think many will be pretty good again this year. But, I agree, uh, and you guys all know how I feel about the Patriots. I think Thursday night could be another. That could be another. Uh, we, we've seen multiple primetime situations where the Bills have destroyed the Patriots recently. A couple of years back against Cam Newton, where the Bills just absolutely went the hell off in Foxborough, and then I don't even need to bring up what the hell happened last year and how amazing that was. Thursday night, a prime opportunity for the Bills to do it again in New England. The Bills are not. I just think the gap between New England and the Bills right now is so seismic. There's no way I'd envision that. You look at after the bye, if you beat Green Bay, you could really, you could easily run the table until January. You could run the table until January, Yeah, which is absolutely insane. Yeah. Now – Speaking of January, but that game. Here's the thing, and this is what everybody does. You're looking at all these games. I know. Yeah, like nobody looked at Jacksonville last no, year. No, 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 oh. no. From the team that they were last year. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So, I hear so that's what the fun part of it, too, is because you don't know which one of these teams is going to be way better. Well, if Deshaun Watson's in that game, that's, and, that's a ball game. Yeah, for sure. You know? And the Vikings, they're just one of those teams. They're always in the game. They just love finding a way to lose it. Yeah. But I, that's not going to be an easy one. But the thing of it is, is it's so hard to look through here and find a loss when you look at these teams and you know, and it's not even being a homer. You just look at these teams and you know the Bills have got a better roster than every single one of these teams. It is just the truth. It is the flat truth. And obviously, like we've talked about any given Sunday, but it's so hard to look at this screen right now and try to convince myself where the Bills lose because I don't see it. I see yeah. it in the first – I see it 
before the bye week because the Rams are an ungodly good team. To me, the Chiefs are no worse than last year. Get that narrative out of your head. Tyreek Hill being gone from this team does not drop them off like the media wants to tell you. They're just as good, if not better, I think. I think that they had a hell of a draft. They brought in an incredible wide receiver unit to add to what they already had to replace Tyreek Hill. The Chiefs are going nowhere. So, to me, those are the two toughest games of the year. You get them out of the way before the bye. And even if those are your two losses, if there are two losses in, the, in that, I mean, you get it out of the way and you could just absolutely go on a bender until, until uh, Monday Night Football, uh, the day after New Year's Day against the Bengals. I had told you last week, I had felt this game was, had prime time written all over it. These are two of the most explosive young offenses that, in the league. That's, that's going to be a, a show. A, that's a fun game. I no cannot doubt. wait yeah. for that one. Well, and to see where, you know, where these two teams going to be at that point. Do you know what I mean? Um, right. The Bengals right? to me. I mean, that could, that could, you're, you're lining up um, home field. You're lining up, uh, you know, you're getting positioning for the playoffs. So it's a great Great game. It'll be awesome. And it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how the Bengals respond to, to the dream year they had last year. I mean, that's so hard to replicate. They got fair. I mean, the way they, they won those playoff games was absurd. They should. They could have lost every single no one offensive of them. line. Just no, absolutely line. not. Yeah, everything just fell fell their way. No, it just for, it was a magical run. Yeah, for sure. But that doesn't take away from the fact that that team can put up a forty spot on you like that. I mean, yeah. Joe Burrow is as good as advertised. The offensive weapons on that team are lights out. They improved the hell out of that offensive line that we were just talking about in this offseason. That game, out of all of these, I mean, I know it's it's easy to say because it's the primetime one, but I told you last week that was an immediate circle for me because of the potential, you know, offensive explosion. I look at that game, and I think Rams-Chiefs from a few years ago on Monday Night Football, the potential for that one, yep. the way things – because we've seen – uh, just last year, like the games that the Bengals play, the Chiefs are incredible games. We were watching it in the stands. Um, that was uh, when the Bills officially clinched the playoffs. Yep. Remember, we were yep. watching uh, the Bengals beat the the Chiefs. I think it was 34-31, something like that. That's the potential there for that one. But, man, I don't think I've really soaked in what the potential for the Bills could be after the bye here based on the, I know, the I know. Actually just sitting down and looking yeah. at it after mm-hmm. those first seven. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I also don't think I realized how tough the beginning of the year was. Yeah, I know, but I'm really glad that these first two are, are, are the first two. I really am. And I'm really glad the Rams games, the first game, because you know how that goes. The bills were not the team. Who, they were not the same team that lost to the Steelers week one last year, the bills and the chiefs and Patriots game in the playoffs was I mean, that's apples to oranges to what they were against the Steelers week one. So, you know, you can't even define what the Bills will be. I I think you can define them in a positive light if they win both of those, just because that I think that screams like they're proving who they are. But if you lose both of them, God forbid, and they're both great games, it doesn't rule the Bills out. The media will tell you that, but it totally doesn't. Uh, I I still think it's going to take more. Like you said, the key is, are they good games? If God forbid you lose both of them, if they're tight, good, you know, good games and they're in them, um, it's not the worst thing. I mean, you definitely don't want it to happen, but but those, you know, again, you keep harping on it. Those first two games are are absolutely huge. You can't wait for them. And it's funny, you know, the schedule, it, it, it looks so tough because I feel like your eyes immediately go to the left side and look at the beginning. 
it really isn't it isn't that bad after the buy. I mean, this is really just hitting me how winnable every single one of those games. Like, yep. like you look at it. I'll just make a guess here. They'll be they'll be ten point favorites against the Jets. They'll be they'll be five and a half six point favorites against Minnesota. They'll be at least three point favorites against Cleveland, depending on who's the quarterback. I'll bet the house that they're 14 and a half, 15 point favorites against the lions on Thanksgiving. They'll be, they'll be five and a half, six point favorites against the Patriots. Forgetting that Thursday night, one of them is new England. You're right. I know. By the way, get your Amazon prime membership, Uh, get signed up for it. If you don't have prime. Yeah. I feel like not everybody realizes that yet. That's not on TV. It's pretty crazy how things are switching up. Like the openers, NBC, Uh, NBC for the opener. Yes. Yes. Yep. But everything after that is Amazon. Amazon exclusively. Yeah. So last year, uh, Fox paid $600 million, I think, for the Thursday night rights. Amazon paid a billion. Because the NFL knew they're were, they were going to lose ratings pretty badly because yeah. it's not on standard cable. But this is where the league is going, but, of course. But people will pick up Amazon. Yeah. Well, right? of course. So it's a win-win. Yeah. But, but – but you're right. I think in this need, and listen, it'll be interesting to see five years down the line what what we're paying oh. for. Do you know what I mean? Oh, Paramount I mean, Plus will have one. Yeah. HBO Max will have a game. Yeah. Netflix will Seriously. have the Super Bowl. Seriously. No, it's it, it, it's you know, true. They'll go Tuesday night games. You know? Yeah. And so, um, well, we've yeah. talked about this because I remember you and I got in a big argument about this because you didn't see the vision when I told you. I'm telling you, there's going to be like nine different broadcasts, and now it's, you're, you're coming around to it. I, I'm not coming around to it. I don't like it, but but I see oh, that's I where it's it. heading. You know, yeah. Um, because they're not going to put sponsors. They're, they're not going to wear them on their jerseys. You know, they're not going to allow corporate. You know, they're not going to have. You know, I hope they uh, don't do that. The MLB is going to. They, they won't they, do it. Well, you would think the MLB would never do it, and they're doing it next year. Are One team it? is. The NBA is already doing it. I would hate that so I much. Unless like Duff's put their logo on the bill, I'm fine with that. Or not Duff's bar bill. Excuse me. Bar bill. We got yeah. coming. When's or the, well, the Wegman's logo wouldn't be. There's a bar bill coming. Oh, buddy's little. Bar bill is coming. Uh, oh yeah, we. I. Uh, you think I'm sweating now? Wait till that barbell opens up in Rochester. It's game five over. Down the I won't road. be able to fit through the door by the time that thing opens <laughs> up. All right, so, um, so yeah, and then you know you you end the year with New England. The potential for that game to get flexed in, although I guarantee you it won't, because I guarantee you New England is not in a winning in situation in the final week. Sorry, uh, don't see it. Just don't see it. Uh, but yeah. I'll tell you what, there could be some massive playoff implications in that second to last game against the Bengals. Massive. I think the Bills will be playing for the one seed at that point, and the Bengals will definitely be playing for a seed in general. It just depends on where they're at in the season. But that's going to be a really big game as far as playoff implications are concerned. But uh, all right, so we've gone through it here. The five primetime games. Which which primetime game, in your opinion, do you think – when you look at all five of them, that the Bills have the most likely chance to to get out of there with an L. When you look at the five, which one do you see that the Bills might have the, the most struggle with out of the out of the five? Or do you think that there's potential? Well, it, it, it's so hard. It's so like, good. It's so time. hard right now, which is which is great because typically you, you know we're used to going in every game thinking they're going to lose. So so now, I mean, my mindset has changed so much. You know, at, at, at Tennessee, right? Um, Mine's the Bengals. 
I don't know why. Uh, I Bengals think the Bengals. Bengals is, is too far down the line there. Yeah, for, for you're sure. right. But I'll, as um, as I look at as, it I, right as now. I'm running them down right now, I, I really see him winning the opener. So do I. I really I, do. I, I, I really. Do. I see him beating Tennessee, but it wouldn't shock me if it was like last year. You know where where it was a. a, a I, I, I don't trust Tennessee this year. I don't know why. I don't either. But it's just something about. I don't know. You know, it's 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 that it's that stadium. It's that I still see that it's that freaking helmet. I still I, I, it still throws me. But you were what two years old? I think. Who's um, your sneaky loss potentially throughout the the whole year? I'm, mine's un, Minnesota. Unexpected loss. Yeah, mine's Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. Once again, though, back Chicago to Chicago my... should not be a problem oh in Chicago. God. It shouldn't God, matter. No. It God, just no. shouldn't matter. Um, it is so hard to sit here and try to convince myself where they lose because I just, I mean, obviously it's going to happen at some point, well, yeah. but it's, it, you don't look at any of these. And, and, and you, you don't know fearful. because, because it's so, you know, if you're, it, this is so much easier to do when you're three or four weeks in and then, and then looking at the schedule, looking at, all right, all right what do you see now? Look, looking ahead. I mean, right now you just don't know where everybody's at. Cause you're just basing everything on last year. Buffalo is going to be better. I don't know if LA is any better. Right, they're and, about and the Donald same. Coming back, I, I mean, there's Donald? there's rumors of OBJ. Uh, um, no, for uh, L.A. Aaron Donald. Th- there's rumors of him retiring. Oh, that was back during the Super Bowl. I know there was also rumors. Sean they were McVay just talking. To, they were just talking to McVay about it at the uh, the schedule release. I don't know. I didn't hear anything else about it. That would be that um, would be like Andrew Luck level shot. So you lose Miller. And I I don't think he's going to. But they brought it up to McVay. Yeah. And we're talking to him. Well, either he way, goes, I mean, uh, you know, he gave the 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 PC answer, but well, you know yeah. what? One of the greatest games in recent years for the Bills was that game against the Rams, where they came down and won, and they got a really favorable. <laughs> Remember the pass interference? The Bills were up 28 to three. They blew the, or I forget what the score is. They blew the entire thing. And they had that incredible final drive. They shouldn't have won. They got an awful call that went their way and they won it. That was the last time the Bills played the Rams. It was a great game. It was in Buffalo. Yeah, that was in Buffalo. Yeah. No fans. It was early on in yeah. the COVID year. Yeah. So, oh, God, I do remember it was an awful call, but we'll take it. Realistically, I look at this schedule, I look at how the Bills have improved this year. I'm going to give two scenarios. If the Bills start out 2-0 and on the year here, if they come out of the gates and start 2-0, and and 3 14-3. 14-3 to me on this schedule, if the Bills start 2-0. and And I also think worst-case scenario here, I think in worst-case scenario here is right around what they were last year, 11-6. and absolute bottom barrel worst case and they would have to have a game like jacksonville last year where they are where they're overwhelming favorites and they just listen drop the ball if they're healthy and everything goes right i I don't see it i mean you know i see i see maybe four losses in there um and it's just it's got one seed written all over i think i think what we're what we're saying folks is those first two games are critical they're everything they're critical and and it's it's so cool that those first two games are that critical because it starts God, out the so year with so much it's anticipation, so, so much hype. Um, I can't wait. I cannot wait. I just want I want to ima- like imagine this. When's I mean, training camp? Wow, uh, the whole thing isn't soon enough. Imagine, I just imagine this: the Bills come out, and I mean they just wreck the Rams. I mean we I, I don't even want to. We can't do it. We can't we can't go down that route. 
All I'm saying is I don't think I've ever been more excited for a season to start than this one. Now, and I already was, but now that you look at the way the schedule has panned out. Yeah, just sit and, you, you know, you sit and you look at the schedule, you, you, you skim it. But when you sit here and actually break it down and talk about it and look at it, and, and those first seven games are great. They're awesome. You know, hopefully Miami's a, you know, one where you can, you know, kind of breathe easy, but I don't know. Miami will be by, I think by week three, we'll know, holy shit, look out for Miami or it's Miami. If I say that, I might need to just throw all my equipment out. Well, two is the X factor where if he somehow. Did you see that video he put up the other day where he was throwing a ball that punt got, would have been able to get to Tyreek Hill faster? I heard he had to slow down to get it. I didn't see it. And God, God bless like the, the like, poor like social it, media kid yeah, from it, Miami. But it, it was, was the their, worst thing you could have possibly imagined. I heard there was music and everything. Was, dude, it was so I quote tweeted it and said that ball was fielded it. like a punt. It got a thousand likes. Yeah. And it was from like every fan base I, on earth because everybody watched that video they, and said, they were talking this about is brutal. And he had to slow down and, and he had to try to edit it with music. and, and They stuff slow-mowed and the ball in the air and Tyreek Hill had to like well, turn around maybe, and field maybe it. Maybe he's going to work with some guru over the summer and he'll be but uh, until you get somebody in there who can get him the ball you're right uh, Tua Tua yeah. has, has proven he can't do it yeah. until you know let's get the cue here Q's going to the game in Baltimore I got tickets to the October nice. 2nd game awesome stuff that is a hell of a you know I know we always our, our fan there. base is as good as in it gets Harvard Baltimore's fan base is wild they're a crazy fan base the bank is cool we've been there but we've never been in there um, but it's cool, Q. I don't know if you've ever been there before, but Camden Yards right next door. Just a cool area around there in general. Baltimore's cool. Awesome stuff, Q. You're going to love that game. And then a shout-out, Jeremy. No comment, but he's coming in with a super chat anyways, and we it's appreciate it. you, Jeremy. Jeremy love that. Work. That's easy. Um, yeah, so – and I, I wanted to address something I saw someone saying here. Uh, first two games aren't deciding anything. Sheesh. No one's saying they're deciding the season. The season doesn't end after two games. But just think about the – Think about the pendulum swing that that two games creates either way. Whether you split it down the middle, you win both or lose both. I think that that it just, it has a ripple effect to some degree. You can't say that that doesn't decide anything. If they win both those games, the confidence level is so through the moon. I mean, to me, there's a lot that goes into those two games. Could they win those first Two games and then crap the bet. Yeah, of course. But but like, I, I wouldn't but put my money on it. There's they're two key prime time, especially the first game. Um, so to say they don't decide anything, obviously they don't. But they're just the, the potential of winning both of those really, really like like you said, just puts them. And is is that in in our eyes as fans? Sure. Right. What, what's but, that? No, winning those first two games. Going, oh yeah. Going two and zero. Well, I'm really. I also think it does build. I, I mean, listen. These guys are confident to begin with. They're professional athletes, but I think you you win those first two. You win them, maybe one of them convincingly. Hey, man, confidence is everything. Yeah. Um. So that's the that's the schedule, and I'm freaking pumped as hell about it. I cannot freaking wait. I mean, I can't wait. And uh, the week one is just the cherry on top. We are every year. You can't wait, but that to me puts it on a whole other pedestal. I mean, a whole other level. Can't wait. Um. My way too early prediction. I, I, I'm so bad at being, you know, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to give myself a buffer. I'm going to say 13 and four. That's my buffer. Way too early four, prediction. Looking at that schedule. Great. I like it. 13 and four 
That's what I'm going to go with my way too early prediction. Prediction. I have the right to reserve the right to change things before the season starts. But that is where I'm at right now. What are you, where are you at? I'm going to go. I'm going to go 14 and three. Man. And you got to understand. I, I mean, there, that, to, for him to say that I'm is like, you should really take. Don't take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. I mean, that's it. You think I can get negative sometimes when we lose? I mean, that right here, it's I, next I, level. So that's that's a that's a. I, I don't know. I just I, this. No, you're is, bought in. This man. has got to be the year. I, I, if not gotta, now, when? This has got to be the year. I just think. I think this year, as long as long as corner works out, corner that corner corner spot scares me a little. Bit. Elam. Oh, I mean, if if they but, but the if way he they, is who they draft the him to be, play, the way they play that zone. I think I think they'll be able to figure it out, but I just think they're better than everybody, and and they'll stumble a few times for sure. Everybody does, but I really think they're better right now. They're better than everybody. What do you think about Joe saying that Baker's from? coming into Buffalo and uh, getting oh, the W? Wouldn't that be in, nice uh, uh, on uh, November twentieth? That would be interesting. Baker's taking taking the Bills now. Tell you what, Joe, if Baker makes a single start this year for the Browns, DM me on Twitter. I'll buy you two tickets. How's that? Don't say it. Swear to God, I will. I promise you. Joe, DM me on Twitter. If Baker Mayfield makes a single start, I will buy you two tickets to the game. My treat, the Bills game. You can sit next to us. You can sit next to us and enjoy a nice L. You can enjoy the L with us on me. He just taped that. Joe's got something to look forward to now. All right. Oh, Joe's saying Baker's going to play for the Bills. All right, now, now Joe's just all over the place. All right, I, I, I recant my statement. Buffalo? I have no idea. All right, well. I have no idea. I, I, don't, I don't think. Uh, I mean, I think Josh Allen would actually have to go missing. I mean, he would have to. You'd have to file an FBI report in order for Baker Mayfield to start. McDermott does Bills. Mayfield. All right, so that's the schedule. A couple other things I want to touch on here. We're an hour and a half in. That cooked by. That's great. Um. That's the schedule, and we'll talk more about that, of course, as the, uh, the offseason progresses. Now, a couple more things that I wanted to talk about. One in particular, real, just real quick, that came out uh, yesterday that I, I wanted to just touch on because I think it's very interesting. Uh, Drew Brees hangs it up la- uh, last year, and it just felt like he didn't want to, and he did anyway. Sean Payton retired with him, and I don't know, man. It's just the whole thing – Drew Brees just didn't seem like he was ready to leave, but he did anyway. Goes to NBC to do broadcasting, and um, it's over. NBC comes out yesterday saying that Drew Brees is not going to be on the broadcast team for NBC next year. Drew Brees responds to this on Twitter saying that everything's open at this point. He said he could be doing broadcasting. He said he could be coming back to football. He said he could be joining a pickleball team. So there was a little bit of sarcasm in there, but I, I took that pretty seriously. Man, he can still play, no doubt. Drew Brees. Um, I love Drew Brees, but I just the way I want the reason I want to bring this up though, would it not be the absolute cherry on top of the greatest offseason in the history of the NFL if Drew Brees also came out of retirement with Tom Brady? I think the whole thing would and then if Drew Brees came yeah, back we, and we, beat we were, Brady. We were going every day. It was a story. Every hour of every day. I mean, it was insane. Insane. Well, Brees coming back. Why not? It could think, be cool. I think it'd be great. I, I don't I, I don't I don't rule it out. I don't rule it out. I so just think his back, heart's still there. Coming back to New Orleans. I mean, take, I don't know. Take him in a minute. I don't know without without Peyton there. I, I don't. Know. That's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. I don't see. But I don't he, see him going he, to another team. He definitely is not on the. He's he's done. He's not on the broadcast. Johnny coming in here with a good point. Can we get a Buffalo Fanatics tailgate party at a game? We are. 
Nothing yeah. set in stone. We're working on that. We weren't able to do it the last couple of years, but we're working on that. We want to get everybody up, you know, Rico, Pierre, myself, Rev, everybody we can, and then all you guys, we are freaking working on that. Obviously, as the season gets closer, um, we will keep you updated on that. But that is a big goal of ours to do. So that's a great point you bring up. And uh, we have plenty of awesome games to choose from if we uh, wind up getting the chance to do that. I, I shouldn't even say getting the chance. We're definitely going to try and do it. just depends on when – who's going to be able to come and whatnot. Um, then the other thing I wanted to talk about, speaking of broadcasting and retiring and whatever else, um, I, I, I can't even wrap my mind around it. Tom Brady just signed the most lucrative broadcasting deal in the history of, 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 of media. Yeah. Um, one, he's not retired. Two, he's never called a game or analyzed a game on television in his entire life. And Fox said, we don't care. Here's 10 years and 360 plus million dollars. What was your initial thoughts when you saw that you'd have to watch Brady in the booth for the next decade? I'm not happy about it. See, listen, when Brady left and went to Tampa, you you were like, fine. I, I still cringe. He when, just got when, so much more likable and it, it oh, pissed me off, but I wound up just not caring after a I, while. I, I, it, it's no. See, here's the so thing, the because fact now, even when he does finally retire, now I got to watch him in, in the booth forever till he's seven. But, right, right, you and I both for whatever, and I think back on it, I don't know I don't why, know. I think it's just because we hate the Cowboys. You and I both never liked Romo, and I, I look back and I don't know why, uh, I yeah, love I, Tony Romo. I, I, and I'm not, by the way, I'm not saying I'm going to love Tom Brady, but I'm going to say it'll be a lot easier to Romo, swallow if he's good, Romo, you know? Was is growing on me over the last couple of years. Oh, I love him. Um, him and Nance, right? They've grown on me. This is an insane, an insane get, though. I mean, Tom Brady, did you ever think he'd be calling games? It, it just seems like something. First of all, yeah. what this shows you, he's going to be a, a sports billionaire. And to, to put that into perspective, I mean, that is incredibly rare. You think these guys make more money than you know what to do with, but a billionaire, a B. That's not achieved very often. You either have to be an international soccer star, LeBron James, or now Tom Brady. I think he will wind up being the first football billionaire, Tom Brady. And um, this deal to me is shocking because he has several businesses, and it just seemed like he was going to be able to do whatever he wants, including all those rumors about him potentially being partial owner of the, the Dolphins. I think that Fox just looked at it and said, Listen, we here's the blank check. We don't care, and there's Whenever. no way Tom Brady could say well, no. And to all it. the rumors of him going next year, going down to Miami. Yes, right. Yes, which he what was he seeing? That would that would I be all to That would be just the ultimate. or whatever it was. So uh, who knows with this guy? I'll tell you what. Um, it's going to be weirder than hell. Weirder than hell. I don't but like it. here's. Somebody brought, I think it was, I was listening to Mike Florida the other day, and I forget if it was him who brought it up or somebody who was on with, but I just want to, it made me think of this. So Tom Brady, if you haven't heard, signed that deal 10 years, uh, and I, I believe who came in here and said it, Johnny Marlowe came in and said $375 million. It's insane. It's the most lucrative deal in the history of broadcasting, and he's never called a game. It's wild. But the contract starts when he retires. Now, to me, this kind of tells me this is it for Brady. This is the last year. I don't think Fox and him, it's got to be an unwritten, it's got to be an under the table type thing. I would think that's just kind of how it seems to me. It's not certain, but it's the, just kind of how it seems. The timing of it was weird. Yeah, it's weird. I, I, yeah. Imagine this. 
because they were talking about how because Fox has the Super Bowl this year. Imagine this would just be the most ultimate vengeance in the history of everything. Imagine the Bucks losing the wild card, and Fox wants to get a head start on things. They bring Brady into the go. booth, and the Bills are playing in the or, playing in the or, Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl, and Brady's got to call it. They're in the Super Bowl. Oh, you mean the Bills and, beating and, the Bucks? No, no, no. The the Bucks make it to the Super Bowl, and Brady's doing the dual quarterback slash. So he's got the mic he's on while he's playing. Mic. He's got the mic while he's playing, right? And he's got to talk about how the Bills are just waxing them. <laughs> the Bills are waxing their ass. <laughs> but imagine the the that Bucks love, get bounced in the playoffs, it. and they got to call the Bills Super Bowl. Then I would love it. Oh. Yeah. But I'll tell you, I just I I wanted to talk about it a bit because um, it's a wild. I mean, I'm a, I love broadcasts. Like I told you, I get these weird feelings about the different broadcasts. I don't know why. I've yeah. always been obsessed with it. It's a major it. feat. It's a major get. And uh, uh, who's coming in here? Somebody asked a, a good question. Uh, Brendan coming in here saying, "Who would go well with Brady?" Well, it's going to be Kevin Burkhart. He's now the number one voice of Fox and. Um, that's interesting too, because he's never been the number one analyst. All these other guys that we have, you know, Joe Buck stills there. You know, it's going to be Tariko, which we were used to, to a certain degree at this point. And now Michael's Thursday night. Um, so it's going to be Kevin Burkhardt. It's going to be an odd dynamic. And what people keep bringing up is, and this is more your time. I don't know if I was even alive for this yet, but Joe Montana was a, a analyst for a bit and he was considered to be one of the worst broadcasters I, in the history I, of the sport. I don't even remember to be honest. That's probably why. Because well, John terrible. Madden, the way the way Madden started too, though, you I remember we watched that documentary. He sucked. Yeah, and then he became the face of broadcasting. He, because he just tried to be not just, himself. He was he trying to be somebody acted else. acted himself and he changed the whole yep. he changed everything in broadcast. He just was like, you know what? Hey, you know, he brought in the, tele, the telecaster and, and uh, uh, everything. But his first few years he was not good. Because it was, he thought he had to be scripted, right? You know, so um, the one thing I'll say is Brady's never been bad at a single thing he's done in his life. There's I'm potential listen, for him I'm to be sure unbelievable, he'll, he'll, and I hope he is. Be it's better for us. We don't want him to suck. It won't be fun to watch. I want him to suck bad. I don't want him to suck. Yeah, no, I want, I want him to be good and really I just want break Brady down to suck. Imagine he's calling the game and he's like, "Look, at I see Josh Allen. I think he's got the potential to be better than me someday." And we're I'm just sitting there, like, like I think, literally, like, I think Romo. Pitching a what tent. Got, no, what got me? <laughs> Brady just hyping up Josh what, Allen. What got me is Romo. His, oh, Scotty, by the way. This, what is it? Worst of all time, by the way. Yeah, I just wanted bad. to say that. He was bad. And uh, Booger. Booger wasn't good. Uh, but Booger's a legend. I didn't like Booger. I, li- I like He's him. a Popeye's biscuit away from being a tight end. That <laughs> <laughs> was good. <laughs> it was uh, – Calvin uh, Benjamin. Yeah, that was freaking awesome. The bo- that was back in the Booger Mobile days when he would go around the sideline yeah. and he would block everybody's Whoa. view. No, Booger was on there. He's in Buffalo in the Pope Mobile calling <laughs> Calvin <laughs> Benjamin obese. He was, he was wheeling back and forth, getting in everybody's way. They were throwing shit. Yeah. People were paying like a grand for lower bowl tickets. Booger Whoa. McFarland's in their way. Booger, get out of the way. I think Booger. See, at least Booger's hilarious. Jason Witten looked like. Well, Jason Booger Witten as an analyst was bad. Other than oh, it was the, bad. Uh, it was really bad. Quotes, Jason Witten, though, it looked awesome. like he won a contest and he got to be put in there yeah. and he just started crapping his pants. Yeah. And then he went back. He went and said, hey, you gotta, I'm going to go play again. That's how bad <laughs> it is. Screw it. Yeah. Uh, but, you, uh, know, you know, look at what the Mannings are doing. I mean, I, I've watched 
Well, that's what I, I watch some of that. I mean, people love it. It's okay. I mean, it's different, you, but you, that's kind of cool. It's, it's those guys are just hanging out. They're talking. The two of them are talking and they're getting, it's, it, it's, uh, well, what I hope this does, that was a pretty cool concept. Well, what I hope this does, I hope Peyton saw that check Brady got and said, ah, I can't say no to that. And I hope somebody throws it because I've been way Peyton Manning. If once he gets in the booth, he will be, he will immediately be the greatest ever. Yeah. Do but it. they offer him some, some, do you think it was that much? I, I mean, know. that number is so absurd. Listen, the guy's got a ton of money, but um, uh, I, yeah, I, I I think he'd be a, 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 a freaking natural, no doubt. But Brady will be interesting to see how it goes. I just hope he sucks. We'll see. I don't want Brady to fail. <laughs> Sorry. Well. The problem with wanting him to fail is that it would just like you when you watch like when we're talking about Witten and stuff when you watch games with bad analysts it it just kind of blows yeah you know so we'll see we'll see what happens but that to me a crazy story I think it indicates this could be Brady's last year I also think it's hilariously interesting to think about Brady calling Bills games and it's just like how the full circle has come he's in the booth well, I, the Bills the, are now the, the East is champs with Brady is every single thing will relate. Back to when Tom played. Well, Tom, what do you? And I gotta hear that shit over and over. I, I, oh, well, you know how uh, Joe Buck always refers to Troy Aikman as uh, the the Hall, Hall of Famer. Famer. Yeah. yeah, Kevin Burkhardt will be like, and it's the goat. That's what that's what that'll be. That'll be the intro. That's actually one of the first things I thought of too. Is because I because Joe Buck always says, and that's the Hall of Famer with Troy Aikman. Yes, and Kevin Burkhardt is going to refer to Brady as the goat. I'm guessing every single time they get on there. And that's going to piss me off. I also, you know, and I, and you refused to watch it, but I watched man in the arena. I, I, I enjoyed it. You refused to watch it. I enjoyed it. I watched, I watched whatever that crap was. He had out a couple, he had something a couple of years ago where it showed him training in the off season, uh, him and Edelman. And I, I don't know why he was on some compound somewhere. I dislike I, Edelman more than I think I dislike Brady. He's, I, so it goes like it like one one A is Gronk, one B is Adelman, and then like one Brady going to Tampa kind of saved it a little bit for me. The other two, I don't know what it is. At least with Brady, you can't really pinpoint anything about his personality. Just, it's just the fact that he owned us I, for so I, long. That's the only reason. It's the only reason. If I wasn't a Bills fan, I'd probably no. ah, I was a Knicks fan back in the day. I hated uh, 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 Jordan. Jordan, you know, I hated so it's. You respect these guys for what they do and who they are, no, no doubt. But hey, you know what's weird about this? Could you imagine LeBron calling basketball games on ESPN? You couldn't imagine it. No. This is what this is. That's that's why this is pretty nuts to me. You couldn't imagine Michael Jordan and LeBron James calling an NBA game on yeah, TNT. NFL is different. These guys, the, the well, it goes to show you how big it's getting. Yeah. Like it's just everything, and that's why it just could go to another stratosphere. So no. wild stuff. Was there anything else I want to talk about tonight, or was that it? Did I have something else? I don't know, man. It's like quarter after 10, dude. We've been cranking here. It is quarter after 10. You know what that means? Better call Saul is on tonight in the ser- uh, the midseason so, finales so next week. I got to watch you that. You started watching Saul. Well, you and I watched it together, him. and then so, they went on a two-year hiatus. Bob Odenkirk got sick, so they had the table. It was COVID, and then he was sick, so a two-year break. It's been for, but we he started. had a heart attack on set. Saul, Bob Odenkirk. Oh, he did? Right on set. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, they're killing it. I've had some people reach out to me saying, I'm glad you brought it up because I love the show. Listen, it's there's, amazing. There's so much. That show is so well produced. It, it's it's awesome. There's so much going on in that show. It'll blow your mind, though. Sometimes there's so, you know, you know what I mean? All the 
all the the storylines yeah. kicking in, going over. And I forgot about this. Do you remember this? I vaguely remember oh, yeah. this now. Kelly was he was uh, bad. Yeah, I've seen some clips. Did he do? I don't think he was in the booth though. I think he did some studio stuff. He was he was bad. You know who's great is Tasker. Tasker was doing games that wasn't even related to the Bills Tasker's, before he got onto Tasker's the. Was awesome. Yeah, he was great. Yep. Tasker was really Tasker was a sideline reporter for CBS for a long time yeah. before he took no, over One Bills Live. He was in the booth. He was yeah, and I I think it's awesome what he's doing. He's now. way better than um locally, but he was he was really good. Yeah, yeah, he's way better than Kelso too. Kelso, Kelly was bad. I just anything Kelly did. Well, Kelso on the radio too with um, it was not that good. No, no, I think Tasker's much better. Yeah. Oh, I remember what I wanted to say. Um, so I kept saying, end of the month. Big time uh, stuff coming your way. I'm excited. I don't want to say exactly what it is because I'm excited next week to talk all about it. And I kind of want to keep the cards close to the vest. Um, but I got awesome, awesome stuff to get out, out your way next Monday night. So you're going to, you have to tune in next Monday night. Next Monday night, a must watch smoke break because I have some next level stuff coming your way next Monday night. But I will say the one thing I will reveal about next week that I'm insanely excited about. There's a certain guy coming to town next week that you guys might know. You might tune in and watch him from time to time on this very YouTube channel. The man himself, Rico, he's coming up to Rochester and staying with your boy next week. I'm putting him, I'm putting Rico up in the studio, the newly renovated studio. I'm get, we got to get Rico like a cot. Or, nice. He goes, is there a cot in there? I go, you wish. What do you say? He goes, you is got a cot in that studio? I go, you wish. <laughs> Rico's getting the air mattress. <laughs> if he's lucky. Poor Rico, I hope Rico poor Rico's sleeping on the floor. Well, I told Rico, I said, I hope I don't know if you slept on um on cold gravel. Because my my studio, it isn't even like it's like gravel. <laughs> what, how, how would you how would you describe it's it? Concrete. It's stone. Yeah, it's concrete. I won't make Rico do yeah. stone. Maybe maybe we lay down a couple of blankets for him. Put down some blankets for yeah. sure. Maybe a uh sleep. Maybe a pillow, one pillow. You got to hook Rico up. You got to get it something. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, but anyway, um, he may or may not be on the floor, Rico, but he is coming to Rochester next week because me and him got some big stuff in the works next Monday. Crazy thing here. And, you know, I feel like I've known Rico my whole life. You know, you feel like he's, you know what I mean? I've never, I've never met Rico in person. And I remember back in the day when Judge and Tilt, I, I always, because the Judge and Tilt were on Fanatics for a while before I was. I remember I was on a show with them once and they were just talking about how they never met each other. And I thought it, I remember it blew my mind. There's gotta be people though. Well, that you I guys think, did a golf tournament. Yeah. So I, and you guys well, all Pierre met. and yeah, well, of course yeah, we all, but Rico yeah. didn't, Rico didn't go to that. Right? Well, which, yeah, you couldn't make it. Well, it was so cool about that golf tournament is you show up and you meet everybody in person. And, and it's so weird. The internet is so weird because you know, everybody so well, you meet in person, you are meeting for the first time, but you're absolutely not. So you meet people in person and there's no introduction. Like it's, it, I can't even describe it. You know everybody so well. You it's, meet them. It's, uh, it's weird. That's it's cool though. Yeah. yeah. Um, but to but to actually you know physically be, uh, you know the same. Oh, I know it's wild. That'll be awesome. You got you guys got a great. Yeah. All you guys got a great dynamic together. You're doing an awesome job. But so the, part of the the big the big. I, I don't even know why I'm keeping it a secret because Rico might just say what it is. I don't even. I really don't know why I'm keeping it a secret. I just want to make next week. Fun. Well, then, make exciting. It, then keep it a secret. I'm keeping it a secret. I, I, I like to, I like surprises. I like surprises, and I think and next Monday is going to be it's going to be fun as hell. But the one thing I wanted to reveal, which I think is freaking awesome, Rico flying in from damn Nova Scotia 
up here. <laughs> yeah. He's—I don't know where he's flying. He's flying into Buffalo, or I don't know where he's, he's flying into somewhere. And he's driving up here, uh, and we're getting after our um, uh, our schedule. But I just wanted to put that out there because I'm so stoked. Rico and I in the same location. Nice. And we got some wild stuff coming your way next Monday. So do not miss it. Next Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, smoke break on the Buffalo Fanatics YouTube channel. That's going to be uh, – I mean, they're all must-see TV. You know that, Dad. They're all must-see no internet doubt. series, of course. No doubt. But if you have to see one, next Monday is the one. Follow me on Twitter, by the way, if you don't already. I don't know what you're doing, but get over there at ZachP22. When Rico lands, we're going nuts. And I know all you guys were wondering. And I, this is the first thing Rico said to me. I know you guys were wondering. Yes, Rico and I, were going to Arby's. <laughs> Rico and I are going to Arby's. <laughs> yeah. Me and Rico, I don't, know, I don't know what happened. I was roasting Arby's boneless wings during the draft. And I've all of a sudden become the unofficial spokesperson nice. uh, for Arby's. I don't know how that happened, but uh, I'm thinking yeah, but you, uh, haven't, you haven't tried the Arby's. Well, I have self-respect. I'm not oh, eating the. Sweet. I'm not. Well, I actually since don't. When, I ate. The, I don't have self-respect. Did, why, why does everybody got to dabble? Why do they need the boneless wings? Arby's has the the they meats, have, the, the roast beef. Is, and, and as we Stay know, with the roast beef, what, I, I don't get why you got to go into the boneless wings. Well, as we know, there's no more fraudulent meal on the face of the earth than boneless wings. Boneless wings are it's fraud. Listen, if they didn't taste it's so culinary fraud, good. You're you're right. Yeah, it's culinary fraud. Yeah. If but, you're man. with somebody that orders boneless wings over normal wing, rings when you're out at a restaurant, I, I, get out of there. I totally got to agree with. Go it. because that person's capable of. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to be near him. I don't want to be near him. So, sorry. Let's picture this first date, right? First date, Carol. You and Carol are out first. Thank date. God my girlfriend's vegan. And she she's, won't even she's have not, to do this to me. She's not vegan, right? So you're on the first date and you're at. Where she I'm, orders you're, boneless you're, wings you're with at, ranch. <laughs> I gotta go to the bathroom. Is that a deal? My break? fat ass is sneaking out of the out of the out of the window in the in the stall. So you're done. <laughs> I'm out. You go on a first date and and that person orders boneless wings with ranch. You don't have a future with that person. You can't. You can't. Next Monday, must see TV. Follow me on Twitter. Arby's reviews with Rico live and in person coming that coming your way. Thanks for tuning in tonight. You guys are the best. We appreciate it. Thank you to you for sh- for hopping on. Listen, thanks for having me, kid. Are you Shout out, Pete, my boy. Right and here. hey, by the way, yeah, by the way. Uh, sorry for the um, technical difficulties in the beginning. I don't think you realize how much that pisses me off, and that's why I was sweating profusely. So I just wanted to apologize again. I hate that shit. You guys don't. You deserve better. I just wanted to apologize again. Also, sorry for the one. I'm, I don't know why I'm. I'm rambling here. Follow me on Twitter. Arby's reviews coming soon. Next Monday night, must see TV. Smoke break. See you then. Ooh. 8 p.m. Monday night next week. Cool stuff in store. And as always, go Bills. I love this tune. It's my favorite. I know I'm still on air here. I just want everybody to know somebody messaged me yesterday and said this song gives them 80s porn vibes, and it does. It made me laugh my ass off. It could be 70s. <laughs> Go Bills. Peace. Go Bills. It, it does. It, it, I guess the guy. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.